Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, dum-dums? It's hard to believe, but football is back. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right. I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity because who doesn't like making money? If you want to get into the action with a trusted company that's been around for years, MyBookie is the place for you. It's easy, no hassle, mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport imaginable. MyBookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. I'm too messed up talking about it. If you deposit today with MyBookie, they will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. If you put in $100, they will give you $50 for free. That's almost half. So go to MyBookie and sign up today with the promo code ARMCHAIR. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Bryant with the time. The pass is gone. And a touchdown. And Dr. Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left sideline around the back. This is the Mazzotcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazzotcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is Will Muschamp's real estate agent, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And Mike Leach's spirit animal, Caleb Bungart. Hello, kids. We're here today to talk about another Missouri victory. Over South Carolina, it was our first SEC game of the year, and we're going to do it in a sex dungeon episode. It's an old sex dungeon episode. And we're in the sex dungeon. I don't mind telling you, Caleb has made improvements. <laughs> I, have wall, I have walls all around it now, like inner walls. Padded walls. Yeah. Mm, that sounds nice. I see the chains and the hooks in the background. It really does. It's impressive. Looks well, good, doesn't it? The, the dildo with the electrodes on it mm-hmm. and the jumper cables with the car batteries. and I mean, it's all here. Question, is most of that stock or did Caleb put that together? It's all custom, Brendan. <laughs> If you want to have your uh, prostate stimulated, Caleb's sex <laughs> dungeon is the place to come. I'm not a proctologist, but I play one in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so if, for the people who don't know what we're talking about, whenever the logistics mean that we can't all get together and record a podcast, we will have Colin and Caleb get together because they live near each other in Caleb's sex dungeon because we found it has the best acoustics. So uh, they will Skype into us or Google or whatever the hell we use with the Internet. Sex Dungeon Episode. Maybe we should start talking about football. Sure. Let's do that. <laughs> okay, so Missouri had its real first test, as we've been saying, even though they, be- <laughs> they got beat by Wyoming. 
<laughs> well, I don't know. That, that's that been the question we've had since the Wyoming game, when it went from us looking like a bad football team to us suddenly looking like a good football team. And I think after three straight wins where this defense dominates, you can at least say the defense is officially good. Yeah, it's a, it looks legit. I mean, until this game, I was not willing to say that out loud. But it looks legit. The defensive line looks legit. Bolton and Garrett, uh, Kale Garrett both look legit. They have passed the uh, Collins first grade flag football linebackers test. They mm-hmm. are both legit. Mm-hmm. And even the secondary seems to know where the hell they're supposed to be. It's uh, it's almost unsettling. <laughs> I agree. I think it, it. You know, Bolton certainly. We wondered if he would be just a flash in the pan one game guy, and then no. For the last three games, he has been a key part of this defense and he looks not just good but he also just looks really confident out there and he's always just disturbing offensive plays he is tough to deal with and kill garrett is a mature is an intelligent and is a good linebacker uh, well, i think that- kill garrett's you know got athletic ability but where you know on that first sort of strange play where the ball got deflected the quarterback caught it for a split second then threw it down and then kill garrett was the, the linebacker who was smart enough to go cover that ball everybody else looked at it like it was a dead ball not Kale Garrett. That's you know he got some athletic ability, but what makes Kale Garrett sort of uh, important is I mean he's he's aware, like he's a he's he, a senior. He knows what the fuck's going on. Colin, he wasn't just the only defender on the field that knew that was a live ball. I think he was the only person on the field that knew that was a live ball. I don't think Might anybody the only person in, on the planet. Well, South Carolina didn't know it was a live ball, and then the officials on the field did not seem to be aware that the pass went backwards or that it was. I mean, they, they knew that it was, he caught the ball and threw it down because they didn't say it was batted down. They said it was a second forward pass. Yeah, which is a penalty. Which is a penalty, but Cale Garrett had the awareness to know that forward passes don't go backwards into your own end zone. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's. Pretty astute. Forward <laughs> passes don't go backwards. And fortunately for Missouri, someone in the official replay booth also was aware of that, and they overturned it and said that it was an. He created a Missouri touchdown out of thin air, and so that was a big turnaround. Not to jump around too much, but there was a second enormous turnaround in that game, and it was in the second half, which was Ron L. Perkins like a hundred and two yard pick six. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. That maybe as hard as Chinese algebra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Missouri's offense struggled yesterday. I mean, they didn't have what they – I mean, I don't think they struggled as bad as South Carolina's, but Kelly Bryant was not as sharp as we've seen him in the past, and especially in the first half. He looked like well, he was – by four touchdowns in the first half, Kelly Bryant knew how to throw a football. Yeah, and, and it, we got a little rain prior to the game and a little bit of drizzling during the game, but it was not the monsoon conditions we dealt with at South Carolina last year. But both quarterbacks seem to have real trouble with the handle of the ball. A lot of misthrown balls, especially, like I said, in that first half. Small hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they but, might not be able to handle a ball, but I bet their moms can. I'll tell you the thing that impressed me the most, though, from our offense was that while Kelly Bryant didn't seem to have it yesterday, he battled through and he made plays and they got scores when they needed them late. And I'm uh, obviously riding the success of that defense. They were able to find a win when the offense was not clicking altogether. And the other thing that impressed me, Colin, was that he went to tight ends early in the second half when he wasn't having much luck moving the ball. They started throwing over the middle to both Albert O and Daniel Parker Jr. And uh, it had success with like those 10 yard, 15 yard over the middle routes to tight ends. Parker looks good. They 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 were they started hitting the over. They really started hitting the underneath stuff in the second half. Kelly Bryant yeah. settled down a little bit. 
We use tight ends. You can obviously, you can see Kelly Bryant can literally, you know, scramble for somewhere between six and ten yards every time he wants to. If he wants to, yeah. And but the thing is, is I think not only was the tight end thing working, I think it was a smart strategy because when your quarterback is struggling with his accuracy, why not start going to your biggest targets? You know. Yeah. You know, we were initially sort of frightened by this um, Helensky because yeah. he looked better than Bentley when he came in the other day, but Mizzou's pass rush had him pretty obviously rattled through most of this game. Yeah, they they were in his kitchen a lot, and uh, he didn't seem to be in sync at all. And, you know, he was really getting beaten up by the end of the game. We saw a few snaps from South Carolina's third-string quarterback, which if they start yeah. relying on their third-string quarterback when their first-string quarterback wasn't all that good, they're going to be in a bad, bad place. And uh, speaking of bad places, the result of this game meant South Carolina fans went absolutely fucking crazy. Well, I think... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I think two, I learned two things from this game. One, uh, we were overestimating South Carolina. And two, hopefully, I hope this is what I'm about to say is true because it's sure what it looks like is that we have been underestimating Mizzou. Yeah, I mean, I I felt that way, especially after we really tore up West Virginia. I mean, I know that they're not a very good team this year, but anytime you defeat a Power 5 school in the way that we beat them, which was just a thorough ass-pounding, it gives you some confidence. And then, of course, we beat SEMO, and that doesn't tell you much of anything. But now we beat an in-division, in-conference opponent, and I think we were the better team on that field. You know what I mean? It's, it, I said we should have been up by three touchdowns in the first half if Kelly Bryant could hit a fucking open receiver. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, the, the the fact that this game was as close in the first half for as long as it was is just was purely based on Mizzou failing and not anything to do with with South Carolina achieving anything. I mean, we Mizzou should have run away with this thing earlier than they did, obviously. Right, and it was a good score for Missouri fans. If you if you were rooting for us, you were going to cover. But uh, South Carolina clearly has some weapons, and they're, they've got some talented positions. But Missouri, I think, was a more well-rounded team, even in the areas of the offense that weren't playing at their best. Between the that and our defense and doing pretty decent at special teams, uh, Rashad Floyd had some good runbacks. I'd say we were the better overall balanced team on that field yesterday. Coach looks better, too, than their coach. Willis Muschamp looks like he has resting Tucker Carlson confused face. <laughs> he does. He's got those rosy cheeks. Yeah. He looks like he's, you know, when you don't really pay attention to people who are celebrities over a few years, they naturally look a lot worse just because you're not used to seeing somebody age overnight, you know? Will Muschamp looks like he's been on a bender all the time. Yeah, I was going to say, he looks like he's eaten a horse apple sized ball of mushrooms, some yeah. Xanax, and a lot of Jim Beam and lost a day. Yeah, and just woke up and like, is there a football game going on today? Colin, if you move to South Carolina, <laughs> if you move to South Carolina, that might be the exact cocktail of things that you do with your day. Oh, sounds like a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. typical Friday around here. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, 
you know, there were, there were pluses and minuses, obviously, and, uh, Mizzou came out ahead and, uh, we won, you know, I don't know. I'd say handily enough against an in-state opponent, one that we were yeah. nervous about, one we that good against Alabama. We made yeah. you know, defense, you know, held them to less yards and everything than Alabama did. And I'm not saying we're Alabama, but we look good. Yeah, like, that should be legit. Like when you stack our stats against someone else's like that, they put up good numbers. And we've got a bye week, and then we've got Troy. You know, so I we- think what Caleb is saying ultimately, Brennan, is we want Bama. Yeah, I mean, we, we want. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, what Georgia championship game? It's not going to happen because the NCAA is a bunch of cocksuckers. But we would take them out if we played them. <laughs> I, I can't help but agree with him, Brendan. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll never know, but I'm right. Obviously, yeah. He makes a fine argument. You know, Tennessee's garbage. South Carolina is done. We're done with them. Vanderbilt is garbage. Kentucky did not look good yesterday. You got Georgia and Florida, and Florida doesn't scare me. No, they didn't look that great either. I mean. They beat up on Tennessee, but who doesn't do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Georgia. Yeah, Pruitt, uh, Pruitt does not seem to be the answer, Brennan. And uh, <laughs> I, I got the fir- my first chance to listen to a Pruitt uh, press conference yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And I'm uh, happy to report that he sounds every bit as dumb as he looks. And he <laughs> looks like that fucking guy from uh, the Goonies. Sloth, I think yeah. was his name. Yeah, yeah. He does look a little like Sloth. Um, <laughs> They, like what percentage? I mean, a little. <laughs> There's 33 percent swap yeah, in there. It's gotta be. It's gotta be a third, right? Well, uh, Caleb, slightly it's, more than Sarah Sanders Huckabee, but not not that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's when you it's squint. Swap going around. Yeah, when you've got to squint your eyes, it's how much do you have to squint your eyes before you can't tell the two apart? You know what I mean? Like I, I think. I wouldn't have to squint too much before Pruitt and Sloth were virtually the same, the same person. Yeah. Well, he's got the same haircut too. Yeah, he sure he sure does. He's a beautiful man, and he's a terrible football coach, as is Will Muschamp. And uh, one thing I learned from our South Carolina fans, not our fans, but South Carolina fans on the internet, is they uh, were pretty sour grapes about the whole situation because we got on Twitter, and obviously we collect sour grapes because one of our favorite things to do. And um, they wanted me to know, because I posted something about uh, how four years ago we got to hear about how great a coach Will Muschamp is. And if you have any questions about that, it's just because you don't understand football well enough. It's you thinking that because he sucked at Florida means he's going to suck again here at South Carolina. That's You're just misreading the situation. Well, sure, turns- I mean, why wouldn't he be able to succeed at South Carolina? I mean, with all the resources and money and blue chip status of a fucking Florida program and he couldn't succeed there, why wouldn't he succeed at South Carolina? <laughs> right. <What> idiots. <laughs> Well, the they didn't even try to argue that point. What they argued was that they never liked him in the first place. And I'm like, oh, is that right? Well, that is a different history than I recall whenever this guy got hired. I, everybody we talked to thought he was going to do big things at South Carolina. Do you know uh, Robert E. Lee liked black people? <laughs> it's the, that's, the level, that's the level of intellectual dishonesty with the revisionist history that is going on in South Carolina right now with Will Muschamp. It's similar. Anyway, it, it makes me happy because they're grinding their teeth and they're pulling out their hair and they're just like miserable. And of course, obviously, you know, they view Missouri as Vanderbilt. So, uh, that's, that's a big loss for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they better get used to it. <laughs> it is good to get the monkey off of the back for Barry Odom. He had been 0 and 3 versus South Carolina this far, which is utterly unacceptable. And the one last year was not one that got away as one that Barry Odom gave to South Carolina. He gave a couple games away last year, and that was one of them. And now he's got Kentucky to make up for. Yep, he's uh, he has now officially solved South Carolina. It's time to solve Kentucky. 
What do you think it means for Missouri this season? I mean, obviously we're on a path to make a bowl if the bowl ban were lifted, but I don't think it will be. And then we're just going to have a pretty decent team that can't do anything. It's just kind of jerking off into a ceiling fan. <laughs> Which I've done. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't care at this point. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a, that's the, that's a problem for another day. Okay. Like right now I'm just going to enjoy the fact that we're winning and we look good doing it. I like the idea of uh, D-line zoo maybe coming back. I like the idea of having a stout defense and a very capable offense and seeing how far we can ride that pony. Yeah, I, I'm obviously excited about that ride as well. And I want to change gears a little bit, guys, because I want to ask you. I, I noticed online just about halftime, Missouri was leading but not by much, and the offense obviously we talked about was sputtering. There was a lot of Tiger fans who were grousing about Kelly Bryant, saying, well, maybe he's not as good as advertised, and maybe I'm over well, Kelly Bryant. He's a lot of wide-open throws. But what do you think about that? I mean, obviously, like, not every quarterback is going to be great every game or every all through a game. Did Kelly Bryant scare you at all, or did you just think it was an off day? No, I, I knew he was having an off day. I mean, I know he's not a known for as a thrower of the football necessarily, but I had seen enough out of the last you know two games to know that Kelly Bryant could throw better than he was showing against South Carolina. I think he was just I think he was amped up. I think he had a lot of nerves. He was overthrowing everything. He was just a little, and that's why part of the reason I, I kind of chalked it up to just nerves is like he wasn't throwing stuff into the turf. He wasn't throwing behind people. He was overthrowing everything. He was amped. He was jacked. You know, one thing I think about when it comes to the fans' reaction to a, uh, an off half by Kelly Bryant or an off game is that we are looking at a very different quarterback than we had for the last four years. For four years, we had a guy who was not very mobile but could throw a cotton ball over a barn. And now we've got a guy who may not be throwing very well, but he's going to find a way to scramble or get to the first down marker, and he's a proven winner. So I think you just can't if, – if the throws aren't perfect every time, you just, we don't have that guy anymore. That's not who we are. But we're still going to be – we can be successful in a different way, and that's what Kelly Bryant brings. Hey, Brendan, uh, Caleb wants to read you something. All right. December 7th, 2015, from Tony Morrell on Twitter. Press conferences don't win football games, but South Carolina has never had a coach like Will Muschamp. He just gets it. Incorrect. Mm -hmm. Will Muschamp, from Justin King, Will Muschamp's attitude towards recruiting is exactly what South Carolina's football team needs the most. Incorrect. And Saturday down south, they have a quote from him. Gamecock Nation, if you don't think I can recruit, look at her, points to his wife. He's just all over it. And for some reason, even though nobody believed that, it's got 24 retweets and a bunch of likes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, it's weird. It is weird, and I, it begs the question. I feel like I wouldn't be doing my job here if I didn't ask you, what does Will Muschamp's wife look like? Well, she's blonde. She's no uh, Brett Bielma's wife or anything like that. But, mm -hmm. you know, His greatest accomplishment. Inch is what Caleb's saying. <laughs> she's a... Uh, She's solid. Oh, she is solid. Yeah. He's showing me a picture now, Brennan, and she is solid. When standing next to Will Muschamp, she's she's like a she's a solid eight, and Will's a two. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say mm -hmm. she. It, when seeing the picture of them together, informs me that uh, Will Muschamp makes more than six figures. Yeah, if she was standing next to Lane Kiffin, she would be a five, five and a half. Mm -hmm. That know? makes sense. I hear that. Uh, what do you think? What are we talking age discrepancy, Caleb? Oh. I'd say 10 years. Well, at least a solid 10. Solid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the point is, is that you can tell just by looking at her that she would never, ever touch Will Muschamp's grizzled little penis if he did not have lots of money. Mm -hmm. If that tells you anything about her. <laughs> and it tells me a little something about Will Muschamp. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it does. <laughs> All right. Why don't we uh, head for the... I'm not going to lie to you, Brendan. I've been told that uh, if you pulled in his pants, it looks a lot like a dick, but smaller. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. It's like if you clasp a jelly bean betwixt his legs. Yeah, it's like a flesh-toned Tootsie Roll. <laughs> it's like a deflated little smoky. Yeah, like a couple of Ewoks fighting over a peach. <laughs> That's pretty much describes it. All right, on that note, why don't we take our first break, come back, and uh, we'll talk about the rest of the SEC and what happened because it was an interesting week. And, of course, we've got some Kansas news for you. Stay tuned. This is the Mazodcast. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Seems like it was only yesterday. <laughs> do you want to increase your performance and get extra confidence in the bedroom? I know that I do. Need anything I can get? <laughs> I do not have a large penis. <laughs> no, it's sad. We share the same genetics. We've been shortchanged. Yeah, it was not. Well, fair. I've got news for you and for all of our listeners. Good news, I hope and that so. is BlueChew.com. That's right, BlueChew.com. Mmm, sounds like dog medicine. It's not dog medicine. It's dong pills. So what you're saying is we're now one of those podcasts sponsored by dong pills. You better believe it. Great. Yes. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with an FDA approved. This is not pseudoscience bullshit. My dick will be the judge of that. <laughs> Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. So if you conceivably want to drive a 16-penny nail through a 2x4 with your cock, Blue Chew is for you. What if you want an erection so hard that a cat couldn't scratch it? Well, then Blue Chew is for you. What if you want your erection to be so hard it's like a diamond in an ice storm in Greenland? <laughs> well, Blue Chew is for you. Fair enough. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach or empty, and since they are chewable, they work twice as fast as the other pills. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. <laughs> <laughs> I see what they did there, Blue yeah. Chew. Yeah. Well, what if you have no teeth, Colin? Well, <laughs> bad question, dickhead. <laughs> All right, so right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Armchair. Just pay five dollars shipping. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. That's right. Dong pills. <laughs> Dong pills. Then after a while, it's a Hello and goodbye is the game And we are back, and this one comes to us from Wes White once again. This song is called What You Want. If you'd like to send your live music in, send it to mizodcast at gmail.com. We'll play all your original music as much as we can, whenever we can. So uh, send it in. I mentioned we were going to talk about the rest of the SEC, but one thing I didn't mention that we are going to cover is your voicemails. You called into the show to let us know what you thought about us whooping on South Carolina, and uh, I thought we'd play them for you. Are you guys interested in what our fans had to say? Absolutely. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail Look, I still don't know if we suck or not We're up 20, 9 minutes left We probably win this game Do we suck? I don't know Kelly's arm not looking great Defense? Surprisingly good? AC? Fucking suck? I don't know MIZ <laughs> I think that's a dilemma all Mizzou fans have at this point. Yeah. Yep. I think it's good to be in a position where we're like, are we good? I, I don't want to say we're good because are we good? We have the fucking 18 commentators in this game. The one fuck was like, oh, he stuck him. And that was pretty much the end of it. Lounge went ahead and gained another fucking yard or two. Fucking douche canoe. Yeah, I like him. 
<laughs> I like that. I like when people are getting he into was, the minutiae. Right in that, even though for the for the matchups in the SEC this week, this was sort of a premier game. We did get fucking D squatted on the fucking announcers. Well, not just the announcers. We were on the fucking SEC network alternate, which is an annoying place to be. You know, you're gonna. Yeah, well, I just, I, the announcers were garbage. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were Longhorn Network. <laughs> it is better than the Longhorn Network. Any alternate network is better than the Longhorn Network. Ah, boys, it's your boy, the PVP. I guess that's what the kids say. I don't know. It sounds kind of uh, TJ Moe-ish. Anyways, halftime. Looking pretty good, man. Defense is finally looking like a fucking Barry Odom defense. It's finally the defense that we've always wanted. Offense, kind of like Lester today. So it looks like they're getting it together towards the end there. That first half, hopefully they can build on that in the second half. But I feel like this game was going to show if we were the shit or we were shit. So right now we're looking like the shit. We'll see, though. If South Carolina comes back and, and beats us, then uh, I guess I'll be calling you back. But right now, quarterback's hurt. I don't know if that has anything to do with the defense looking the way they do, but I don't really care right now because they're doing what they're supposed to do. We're looking pretty good. So, M-I-Z, go Tigers. Yeah, Z-O-U. Yeah. I guess uh, this, this this segment makes me realize the only downside to winning these games is uh, no antler Ian. <laughs> calling and screaming to his phone. It was the highlight of all voicemails was the Ian call. Twitter told me to call you. We just beat <laughs> South Carolina. This is True Sun 87 down in Fort Wallen Beach. Active Air Force. Air Force. MIZ beat ISIS. <laughs> and we beat South Carolina. Put this on the air because I'm a good luck charm. Mm. MIZ, baby! All right, well, I got, we got a new, that's a new one. I like him a lot. Yeah, thank you for your service. Yeah, thanks for beating ISIS for us. The military thing, this way or that, but thanks for your your service to the show. Yeah, (laughs) oh, I see what you're getting at. Fourth quarter, still not counting them out. Go Tigers. Mm. You can count them out at this point. You don't know what time it is. (laughs) Well, Colin. Caleb. You know you've made it when Macho Man Randy Savage calls the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I can't always get all the voicemails on. And I, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but, like, I really want to. I try to get everybody on. And it makes me feel bad whenever I know somebody called in and left us some message. And I don't play it on the air. But it can't always get all of them. And then if you are one of those people who didn't get on the air and you're like, but that guy got through? Just realize we like the crazy people. <laughs> like, that's what we're looking for is the nutty ones, you know? We're recording from a sex dungeon, people. I mean, how? That's not hard to figure out. Sex dungeon episode. There's 909 left in the third quarter. I'm at pro. Are we good? Do we suck or are we good? I really don't fucking know. Come on, Mizzou. MIZ. <laughs> Still not sure yet. I think we're good. I don't know. MIZ. Okay. Good. <laughs> I hope you're right. Man, I just got to say, uh, congrats to Barry Oman and the Missouri Tigers on taking down South Carolina. Now, I'm not exactly uh, TJ Mill level uh, with my Barry Oman fandom, but, you know, I sent my captain to win the game against South Carolina, just the whole Mizzou team. Obviously, it's still early in the season, but, wow, it's been quite a few years since we managed to beat um, South Carolina. So, big W, let's continue it on. And MIZ. And Coach Odom, keep on going. I'm not PJ Moe, excuse me, level love for you yet, but, you know, you're definitely slowly sort of me over just a little bit. All right, fellas, have a good night. Bye. Yeah, that's, uh, it's hard not to like Odom more when we win. Yeah, you know what, maybe next week, uh, 
for the bye week, we can have a little short show and interview Barry Odom. You know, just get him in there and. I wonder what he's going to do during this bye week. Yeah, you know, talk to him. Brendan, he's always interesting in the bye weeks. Yeah, it is. Quick sandals trip in, three or four days. Maybe. You <laughs> never know. They're all inclusive, though. I know that. It's like trying to predict what God's going to do, Caleb. You cannot predict what Coach Odom's going to do from week to week. Announcing your plans is a good way to hear Barry Odom laugh. <laughs> I'm happy. One, seems like as a Mizzou fan, you should take these things for granted, so I'm going to enjoy my night. I'm not going to be pissy to all my friends and family, and uh, it's, uh, it's a good night. So, MIZ, guys. Howdy, lads. I've been telling you all over and over, these are the greatest coaches we could have. Dooley and fucking Oda. Best coaches ever. You know it. Mizzou's the best ever. We're number one. Fuck everybody else. And uh, got a little idea for old Gorilla Heart, Harambe Hearted Bastard. For every ten points we score tonight, how about that fucking Harambe-hearted bastard take a shot every ten minutes of the show? Let's hear him get just fucking shit-faced. Fuck you all, fucking fucks. <laughs> the only problem with that is that's what Caleb does already. I was going to say, if uh, drinking... <laughs> I got a drink right here. I'm tapping on it, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. If uh, drinking whiskey is uh, what you want Caleb to do during the show, then congratulations. Yeah. Mission, <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> Me and Jim Beam are friends. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Daniels, Dr. Jack Daniels. So, uh, guys, it was uh, fun for the fans. Was, I mean, we like the uh, angry voicemails, but we like a win more. Um, but there's another segment we don't get to do all that often, so I think it's important that we do it now. It is time for Sour Grapes. What you got there, Sour Grapes? You got a grip of Sour Grapes. Oh, them Sour Grapes. You brought them Sour Grapes. One thing I noticed about these South Carolina sour grapes this week, it wasn't so much fuck Mizzou like we get sometimes. Those are the ones I really like. It was a lot of uh, aiming it at Coach Muschamp. That's kind of what happens during the, uh, I guess what you'd call it, the circle the drain portion of a coach's tenure. Like when Butch Jones was about to get fired or Bielema. We didn't get yeah. as good as sour the best, grapes. The best time for this to happen is like the first year they hire somebody where they're really high on them. You know what I mean? And you beat them then because they never blame the coach because the coach is still walks on water and so they just motherfuck you right that's what now we they're want not so much motherfucking us as much as they're motherfucking their coach do you have any uh motherfuckers from sure let's start it up all right i got one all right from uh jackpot bunch of fucking numbers probably a bot i don't know <laughs> yeah <clears throat> losing to mizzou is like losing to vandy we should never have lost this game the season is gone fire will must champ Gamecocks are soft. Sour grapes. Yeah, we are just like Vanderbilt. Yeah, we're just like Vanderbilt, except that uh, we're now tied 5-5 five and five with uh, South Carolina. <laughs> We've won exactly one more East title than them in six years. That's right. So, um, you know, we're just like South Carolina, except, you know, I guess better. And go to uh, winsopedia.com and compare the two teams. We pretty much are better than them, than them in yeah. every single statistical Basically, category. Steve Spurrier wouldn't have, wouldn't have felt charitable and became their coach for a handful of years. It wouldn't even be close. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, I've got one here. Steve Peer at Gamecock 1998 says, 
Fuck Mizzou and these refs, cheating asses. Sour to, grapes. What's more sour than telling your opponent to fuck off and then blaming the referees? <laughs> I know. That's yeah. like the fucking trifecta of loserdom. Yeah, people scatter shot these things. They they uh, sour grape it with a shotgun, not a rifle. Uh, here's one. First loss for Muschamp against you guys to our Carolina. So what does that mean for your program? Great. Well, it means well, I'll tell you what it means. Suck, Today, it means we just beat South Carolina. Yeah, I, this is a uh, an area where people go to tell us they're like, "Hey, don't be glad you won because we're terrible." Arkansas does this a lot, you know. And at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, you're telling us you're terrible. So is this somehow making you win the argument that your team is terrible? Yeah, I think I've said I made the analogy before. It's a uh, it's like a chick you're banging who tells you not to get too high on your horse because she's got a stinky pussy. <laughs> It's like, what? It's, I don't understand the logic. Don't enjoy that too much, motherfucker. So yeah. uh, Dick at 15812320, which is obviously a bot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It can't be a box. He's talking about South Carolina football. I'll have to check his timeline for Hillary email well, tweets. He, but it says, eat a fucking dick, board. assholes. Mizzou sucks a fat fucking cock. <laughs> sour grapes. Yeah, that's a fine sour grapes tweet. Yeah. He tells us to eat a dick and uh, tells us to suck uh, our fat fucking cock. His fat fucking cock. I'll yeah. stick on brand with my first one. And from Kyle Gardner, your stadium looks like Vandy's. Sour grapes. That's all you got. You're picking apart architecture now. Well, I, I feel like we're in a good place if South Carolina is, is uh, bashing Faroe Field. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, I'll take that all day. Yeah, our field that had a $100 million upgrade over the summer. That's so sad. I'm sure just like Vandy's. I got a I got a kick out of this one. Um, Barstool Mizzou put couldn't be happier that Kentucky got their hearts broke, and couldn't be happier that South Carolina lost. And some South Carolina fan at Abby Cole wrote, "Mizzou still sucks." <laughs> so just straight to the point, like doesn't Salad matter. Salad great. Yeah. There's one that says, uh, "Never thought we'd get embarrassed by Missouri." I mean, it's Missouri. Then again, we're Carolina, so making our opponent look like contenders is kind of our thing. Salad grapes. I like that one. My yeah. favorite one is from Bradley, and Bradley says, You might have beaten our football team, but you don't want this fight. <laughs> Salad grapes. I, I love that guy. Like those Come at guys. me, bro. Yeah, like, is that a real threat? You talk shit about my football team, but you don't want to throw hands with me. My name is Bradley, and I go by... B Bingham 032 and I'll fuck you up. And my truck has got truck nuts. I got an infliction shirt from 2007 and I'm a bad, bad man. <laughs> Caleb, like, if you're willing to drive all the way to South Carolina, this guy will fight you over Twitter. <laughs> Caleb, what he's saying is that he would roll up his sleeve and kick your ass if well, he hadn't. You wear sleeves, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> Beat me to the punch, Caleb. I was going to say, if he hadn't cut his sleeves off five minutes after he purchased his shirt. Yeah, he from Goodwill. Tear his fucking arms off and beat him with him. I'm a goddamn gorilla. I got uh, Reed, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, at Reed D-Y-C-S-E-S. My parents this named is the, Reed. <laughs> the first loss for Muschamp against against Mizzou to, Cal- to Carolina. So where does that leave your program? Salad great. Another it's one. the same thing. It's like it's the first time we beat Muschamp, so where's that put us? Yeah. Well, a couple of things. We did beat Muschamp. better than them right now. And, and it ignores the fact that, A, we've beaten Muschamp twice when he was at Florida, and we've beaten South Carolina twice when Muschamp wasn't their coach. We've beaten you plenty of times. 
So if you sure, if you want to go through this very narrow lens where we're basically tied with you, then somehow you've won an argument. Well, but you still I suck. guess that is what we should be telling them. Those are like, oh, where are you guys? Where are you guys at? We're fucking. We own you. Like really, because the seasons, the, the series for the for our lives is five and five. This yeah. tweet will make sense for everyone, and you'll understand that Mizzou did not win that game. Mike Fritz says, "Feels like Gamecock fans underestimated how hard it would be to go on the road after that big showdown with Bama. Missouri had easy Southeast Missouri, fifty to zero route. So he Mizzou did not win. Bama's game against South Carolina caused South Carolina to lose against us. Yeah, I saw a little of this online that mm-hmm. it was it was it was Bama." Let down. Yeah. Because that's the reason they lost to Missouri. As if somehow they thought they were going to beat Bama this year? Yeah, I don't know. Bama just took it out of him, man. They just didn't have anything left. It's like a (laughs) fighter that fucks before a big bout. He's got no legs. That's right. And that's basically what Bama (laughs) did to South Carolina. They fucked them, and they had no legs left against Mizzou, and so they lost. There was no way they ever had a chance. Well, you know, if they'd have won big, they'd have said, well, South Carolina felt like they uh, needed revenge after losing to Alabama, so they came out pumping on all cylinders. It's all just revisionist based on what happened. You know, If they lose, they use it as an excuse, and if they win, they say it motivated them. Fuck off. It's a new game against a new opponent, you idiots, a week later. Well, based on that, every year that they play Alabama, they should just give the team next week a big W and not even play the game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it. well, Don't waste the electricity to turn the lights on, folks. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Colin? That's all I've got. All right. Me too. I'm out of them. That is fun. I feel like I'm hopeful that we get to do this a lot. I mean, if we beat Tennessee, and I do not want to get out ahead of my skis, but if we beat Tennessee, like we've been doing 50 to 17 every year, and Tennessee looks bad this year, do you think the sour grapes will suck? Because I think it's going to suck because the people are just going to be out for Pruitt's blood. Right. I mean, they've been losing to teams like Georgia beat, State, you know. beat Florida and Dan Mullen. Yeah, that'll cause some good sour grapes. That would be the sourest of grapes. I noticed we well, get you know, decent. The sourest of grapes would be if we beat Georgia. Now, I don't want to put, get, you talk about getting out of your skis. Yeah. I don't want to do that. But if we could somehow beat Georgia, and yeah. they're not going to blame Kirby Smart right now. They're they're literally building a, a statue, a, a, a golden idol of him. You know, Moses is about to come down from the hilltop and break a goddamn stone tablet because he's going to find a bunch of Georgia fans worshiping at the fucking Kirby Smart altar. But um, I hope it happens because those grapes will be oh so sour. (laughs) Yeah, I think Florida grapes will be sour. Um, I also think even though they have sucked and they sucked hard for a long time now, in the last couple of years they've sucked worse than Vanderbilt, I'd say, Arkansas they still have this weird chip on their shoulder, and they still provide some sour grapes when we beat them, even though they should expect it. Arkansas is a stepkid of the rich guy. His mom married the rich guy, and he thinks he's entitled to lots of things just because he's been around for a long time. The uh, yeah. born on third base and hit before we did, and they think they're so much better because they've been here longer. They haven't done anything with it. They've just been there. Yeah, yeah. And not that much longer. It was the 90s, folks, when Arkansas came aboard in South Carolina. Yeah. That's what I like about the South Carolina people saying we don't belong. It's like, well, you I, motherfuckers haven't been there that long. Well, I will say this about the 90s. Though. We're, 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 you know, you're in the 30 years range, though. So if, if, if Mizzou is hoping to be endeared, you know, to be taken into the fold of yeah. the SEC on, on year like seven here or whatever it is, uh, get ready to add a, you know, maybe another 23 years to that before we are a part of the SEC officially. 
Yeah, I think that's true. I think you can maybe even stretch it out even longer, though, Colin, because at least South Carolina is closer to, you know, they were part, they were the first, <laughs> they're the first state to secede, for Christ's sakes. Missouri is, you know, Yankee country, so it's going to be even longer before the acceptance train comes pulling into the station in Columbia. I feel like, I mean, not that we should be necessarily be proud of it, but I feel like if they could just, if somebody could just tell everybody in the South that whole story about uh, us burning down Lawrence, Kansas, and the motivations for that, that maybe it would help endear us to the SEC? Yeah, I mean, if ugly histories are what they're looking for, yeah. we've got a pretty ugly history. Um, what do you say, speaking of uh, sad, pathetic states of affairs, let's go to the rest of the SEC with Around the Horn. We, we, we break our bread at Waffle House, our teams are pretty good. We even play some basketball when Jesus says we should. So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me. Built a church for Saturdays and called it SEC. Jesus loves football. All right, Colin, do you have the? Uh, did you drag the fine bottle along to Caleb's sex dungeon? Uh, he's he actually has been hanging out here. A yeah, long I basically time. leave him here now. He's got a lot of. Uh, Opposable arms, the fine bot. Yeah. Um, you ever seen R2D2? He's got these little doors that open up. And there's all sorts of stuff that comes out. Fine bot's got that going on with vibrators and dildos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just attached a new dildo. Um, the package set called it the home wrecker. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a big one. Yeah. He's the lube guy too. He squirts it out of one of those fingers. If anybody needs any, yeah. he just shoots it across the room. Well, it sounds qualified for the job. Um, yeah. does he's he overqualified really? Yeah. <laughs> does he still analyze football though? He sure does, Brennan. It's his primary function. Well, fire him up. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. So, Paul, they're telling me uh, you've been hanging out at the sex dungeon and doing some despicable things. I admitted I made a mistake. All right. <laughs> that's not what he said last night. No, there's no mistakes in the dungeon. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. All it's right. Only adventure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Caleb, uh, do you have any uh, games for us this week? Or what happened in this SEC conference? I do. Over Is the there anywhere you'd like me to start off in particular? I, I know, I know. I'll start off with a good one. All right. Really, really, really good game, I guess. Auburn played Texas A&M. You know, that Texas A&M team at the beginning of the year that was supposed to be really fucking good. Yeah. That Auburn team that was supposed to be just okay. Well, Auburn beat Texas A&M 28-20. Yeah, beat them like a drum. And it wasn't really that close. Yeah, I mean, no team has gotten more credit for doing less in this time that we've been in the SEC than Texas A&M, I feel like. I mean, they have been accepted, and they're this real great SEC school, and they're constantly on the verge of being a contender, except they've never done anything in the entire time we've been here. And when we were in the Big 12, Texas A&M has never made any noise. They've got a Heisman Trophy, right, out of Johnny Manziel? Yeah, Johnny Manziel one year, and then they went and took Jimbo Fisher from Florida State, who caught lightning in a bottle one year with strong Jameis Winston. They're not a bad team, but they're just not great because everybody builds them every year. Well, I think I think A&M's going to get better. I think they will continuously. I just think everybody's getting way too out in front. I think Jimbo Fisher probably will build a winner at A&M, but he's not going to do it yet. You know what I mean? Like, I think what people don't forget is that Kirby Smart took over Georgia. They won nine games the year before. You know what I mean? Like Kirby Smart plugged in a bunch of really good talent into Georgia and made them what they are. But that's not where Jimbo Fisher started. He's got a bigger, ro- he's got a longer road to hoe than Kirby Smart. Still- Everybody's just treating him like oh, Kirby Smart. Or- 
Jimbo Fisher's the coach now, so they're going to win the national championship. I'm like, whoa, pump your brakes. I know there's lots of players in Texas, but he still has to recruit against Texas and Oklahoma down there. You're right about that. You'd be hard press to drag some of those kids off those teams to play for A&M. It just mm-hmm. doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so A&M got exposed by Auburn. Moving on. The Kentucky Wildcats took on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Bulldogs 28, Kentucky 13. I think this is another telling game because uh, both of these teams were considered mid-tier, I guess. I mean, I think people like Kentucky more than we do, maybe. I mean, I think I think they're better than Tennessee and Vanderbilt. So I'd say they're mid-tier in the East, and I'd say Mississippi State is sort of looking at that mid-tier in the West. But what we saw, in my opinion, is that the mid-tier West is a lot better than the mid-tier East. Well, and I think Kentucky, if, if we should do to Kentucky what we just did to South Carolina, because I believe that Kentucky is more on a par with South Carolina than they are in Missouri. I don't agree. I'm not surprised. All right. We have uh, Alabama playing this week. Alabama. Uh, Alabama. Alabama beat a letter school, which I'm assuming is a university of Southern Mennonites. Forty-nine to seven over the Mennonites. Nick Saban, Nick Saban, Alabama. They were, they Alabama. weren't allowed to wear shoes. They played barefoot. <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah, Paul knows. He watched it. Yes, sir. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, probably the most boring game of the week. Uh, Miss Mazadcast was watching the scores this morning and said, uh, "Is Alabama ever going to play an SEC game? Did they already win the West? We didn't know about it. I mean, when are they going to play a game that we care about?" Well, speaking of uh, Mrs. Mazadcast, uh, her Ole Miss uh, Rebels or fucking Land Sharks or whatever the hell they are played Cal. Cal wins twenty-eight to twenty. Yeah, that was uh, that was a weird one by the way it ended. I mean, I, I saw SEC Nation was talking a lot about the end of that game because they were two evenly matched teams. Cal is ranked, and they were on the road, but they did not look that good. Ole Miss did not look that good either. It was a sloppy game, but Ole Miss had a chance to tie it up at the end of the game, and on third down got what looked like a touchdown. The Pac-12 referees called it down at the like half-yard line, and there's seven seconds left, and Matt Luke did not save any timeout, so they had to run in one last play. They didn't get in. But in the meantime, the Pac-12 officials never reviewed the play, and it looked like they got a touchdown, which could have been a game-tying one if they got the two-point conversion. Very controversial. The Ole Miss athletic director demanded a statement from the Pac-12 and their officials about why that wasn't reviewed. Um, it won't be. won't matter. They lost. But uh, it was a weird way to see it end. It just it just goes, just never let college officials choose the outcome of the game. You're right. Don't put yourself in that position. Just win it outright. Because if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're hoping college officials are gonna make the right call at any conference, SEC, Big Twelve, ACC, they're not going to. They all are terrible. Yes, sir. All right. We had the LSU Bengal Tigers playing the Vanderbilt Commodores. LSU put up 66 points, but Vandy did put up a respectable 38. Yeah, that was something, wasn't it? I mean, Vanderbilt giving up 66 did not surprise me, but. LSU gave up a lot of points to Vanderbilt. What does that mean? I don't know. Probably they, nothing. They got up early. I don't think they gave a fuck. Not sure about that. Yeah, fuck yeah. you don't know. You were down here in the basement. You didn't see it. Okay, I, I give up. You're right. I'm wrong. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah. Well, so LSU wins big, even though the score was not exactly what we expected. Yawner. Uh, we got game of the week. Notre Dame playing Georgia. Mm-hmm. Three versus seven. Georgia wins twenty three to seventeen. They could have scored more points. Yes, sir. But Kirby does not respect the spread. I don't agree. 
and the guys that bet on it and kept it at twenty three seventeen. <laughs> I think Paul knows that that means you thought the spread was going to hold, right? You you thought Georgia would cover. That touch, they needed that touchdown. They cover that nine points. It's mm-hmm. no big deal. But Kirby, conservative Kirby, fucked all of us betters out of money. Yeah. And then uh, last on the list is a good one. You enjoy this. Uh huh. San Jose State University <laughs> traveled into Arkansas because Arkansas paid them $1.5 million to do so. Mm-hmm. And along the way, they went ahead and beat Arkansas 31-24 to and collected their check and went back to California. Yeah. How low can Arkansas go? It's a race. Tennessee and Arkansas are trying to find the drain. Do they know they don't get, like, the first draft pick next year if they're the worst team in the league? <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it is bad in Arkansas. I mean, they're not – that. How this is a second year for this new head coach, Yeah, Chad yes. Morris, and uh, he is not turning things around quickly over there. But I don't know. How do you turn Arkansas around? Yeah. How, how are they going to get Chesty at Mizzou when they're this bad? They're going to have to find a coach, somebody, and pay them tons of money to come to Arkansas. You're right right about that. Yeah, that was interesting. I want to circle back to the Georgia game real quick, uh, Caleb, because what do you think it means to have – do you think Georgia struggled against Notre Dame, or do you think Notre Dame is legitimately a decent team this year? From what I've seen, I think it means Notre Dame is better than what we give them credit for because it's always hard to give Notre Dame credit. Yes, it is, but they played tough against Georgia. But it was a sloppy and, dare I say, boring football game, I thought, Oh, last the night. first half of that game was brutal. Yeah. Um, they It was almost like they were scared of each other to throw the first punch and just mm-hmm. walk in circles. Yeah, it wasn't fun to watch. What do we got for next week? Because obviously our Tigers are taking a rest, but uh, a lot of well, other actions going to happen. Short short schedule for everybody. We got A&M visiting Arkansas, which should be a fucking bloodbath. Texas, A&M. And then we got some team, NIU, Northern Illinois, Huskies maybe, visiting Vanderbilt. I would almost Vanderbilt. bet. I would almost bet that they beat Vandy. I know Vanderbilt scored thirty-eight, though. I mean, NIU three and zero. I've looked into this. You know, I'm yeah. getting the lines early this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, Caleb. I put my knockout league pick in this week, and I put Vandy. And the reason I did is because obviously we do this knockout league, and. uh I don't want to win. We don't want to win our own prizes, so I'm going to take a risk. And I've got to pick Vandy at some point. So, fuck, if they beat NIU, great. I get them out of the way. And if they lose, I'm out of the league, and I don't have to worry about picking anymore. Yeah. I well. think that's a good policy. I think I may all go Vandy, too. They but, play Citadel later in the year. I'm saving them for that. Mm-hmm. Everybody else pick Arkansas. And then we have Ole Miss and uh, visiting Alabama. Mm-hmm. Hey, SEC game over Alabama. Kind of. Alabama. Miss Mazodcast won't appreciate that statement. Well, because of Mrs. Mazodcast, I've watched a lot of Ole Miss football, as you guys are well aware. And uh, from what I've seen, it's going to be a tough one to watch. Yeah, it's it's not going to be a pretty game. I it's a bloodletting. It's like that uh, scene in uh, Temple of Doom where that guy plunges his hand into people's chest and takes out their heart and says, Kalima! You're right about Kalima! that. That's what Alabama's going to do to Old Miss. Does it right. make anybody else mad that they are the fucking land sharks and they have all this shit on the sideline and they're trying to pull this off? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. It just, it's bothersome. They could have picked anything else in the world besides the land sharks. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the bear did not go over. It went over like a turd in a punch bowl. 
Like a the, only, the only mascot that would have been better than Colonel Reb it would be Admiral Akbar from Star Wars fame. But he was the uh, head of the rebels. Rebel Alliance. They, there was a vote on campus before they came up with this land shark, and I know Admiral Akbar got quite a few votes because there were some old Miss people who uh, wanted that wink and a nod. Um, I don't know what they'd have to do with the uh, Lucas Disney people to make that happen, but we ended up with a shark with human legs. It's a trap. <laughs> I would rather their mascot be a glass of fucking sweet tea than a goddamn land shark. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, you're right about that. Sweet tea, It'd be perfect. Yeah, the fighting sweet teas. Yeah. Well, moving I'll on to that. <laughs> Florida's gonna play like Townsend or some bullshit team and blow them out. And people are gonna talk about how great Florida is because they beat Townsend. Florida. It's garbage game. SEC game. Mississippi State going to Auburn to play, which I actually think is a pretty good test for Auburn. Mississippi State sticks around if nothing else. I don't. I don't believe that. I think Auburn's going to fucking house them, but we'll see. I think Auburn will house them too. All right, I'll mark that down. Last game on the schedule is a fucking barn burner. We've got Kentucky visiting South Carolina. Ooh, a turd burger versus a shit sandwich. That's what we got. I think uh, from what I saw, I think Kentucky's going to win this. I think South Carolina. The team and the fans are just out of sorts and despair. Well, after going on the road and playing a big game like Mizzou, I don't know if they're going to have any legs underneath them to play this week. I, uh, By that I logic. honestly, I think it'll be. I think South Carolina could win this game, but they've got to have a better game plan than they had against Mizzou. And maybe just Mizzou's defense was extremely stout, but you know they've got some decent running backs in South Carolina, and they didn't even try to run the ball. And that Edwards kid, that receiver at fucking South Carolina, is a fucking legit uh, Sunday talent. So I mean. If I was Will Muschamp, you know, if I was a bad coach, I'd try to be a good coach and maybe try to establish the run a little bit. Yeah. Instead of just try to have a true freshman fucking quarterback throw it all over the yard and look like an idiot. Yeah, Dowdle gave Alabama fits, and I was glad that we were able to contain him and that they didn't go to him that often. Well, you know, yeah, that's why Will Muschamp was like, yeah, I know he was really good against Alabama, but, you know, let's not use him. <laughs> right. Paul, what do you think about that game? In terms of great matchups in college football history, this will not qualify. <laughs> so, uh, oh, Caleb, I was going to mention to you, since we're talking about the games for next week, I was going to maybe make a challenge to Caleb the Greek and uh, say uh, this week could be parlay day for the year. Parlay day! We can put together a parlay. How many, how many team parlay would you like? I always enjoy a seven-team or seven-game parlay. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> yeah, payout is huge. Yeah, yeah. Caleb yeah. likes his Caleb likes his parlays like he likes his orgies. Yeah, you only have to bet three dollars and win like twenty two hundred on a seven game parlay. Nice. You know, I once hit one of those. No, I didn't. I lie about that because Notre Dame fucked me out of my three thousand dollars. This is why uh, Caleb hates Notre Dame. Yeah, absolutely. Brady Quinn could eat a dick. <laughs> Pretty certain he has. I'll put together some parlays this week, and we'll uh, we'll get that together. I haven't been uh, haven't been so good the last couple of weeks because college kids are unreliable. Uh, unreliable as hell. So that that wraps up the SEC schedule. Okay, we'll take our final break for the day. Come back, we'll do Kansas news, and we give out our awards of douche of the week and Kirk Farmer's hair player of the game. This is the Mazodcast. Stop! 
stop. Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. Lost in the fight, running out of time, feel the shadows over me, struggling to survive, how am I alive, surrounded by my enemies. And we are back, and this one again comes to us from producer and Mizzou graduate Wes White. It's called Safe and Sound. Send your music into mazodcast at gmail.com, and we'll get yours on the air, too. During the break, the guys and I watched a video that our friend Rob Sanders from 1400 Fox Sports in Columbia, South Carolina, who we'd done interviews with, sent us a private message and it, had, it contained a video from a South Carolina fan and his lady friend. Guys, you want to describe what we saw? Well, he had a uh, nice fire going in his fire pit in the backyard with his uh, little sim wife or girlfriend filming it. And uh, he had all his South Carolina gear and... Uh, posters, a uh, tent, everything with Gamecocks on it, and uh, he proceeded to burn all of that in mm-hmm. a fire while cussing Will Muschamp and uh, South Carolina Gamecocks. Caleb, you were kind of doing a running tally in your head, weren't you, of what all the gear he burned cost, right? Yeah, some of us saw the tags on it. I was, I was estimating around $750 is what he burned up. So he, he, he burned merchandise that he purchased to prove to the team that he's not a fan anymore, but they now have, according to Caleb's calculations, 750 of his dollars. So yeah. who wins? He showed them. <laughs> he fucking owned those guys. <laughs> he owned we'll them big. We'll share that on Mazodcast Twitter. We'll figure out a way. Uh, you guys can see that video yeah. so you know what we're referencing. It's impressive. He looks smart. Um, he had a really sweet above-ground pool that Barry Odom would be jealous of. Um, but uh, he no longer has a lot of South Carolina gear. So we did that to them. So that makes me happy. Yeah, that's what I, I appreciate Rob's message. Look what Mizzou did. Yeah. <laughs> that's when, right. they go, when they go nine and three in two years, that guy is buying the fuck out of that stuff again. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, guys, let's uh, let's head west and go to Kansas news. I was heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas: sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas news. First story of the day comes to us from Wichita Eagle. It says cockroaches, dried blood in chicken shops, flower bin, amongst other food violations. This is pretty serious. I mean, we could do food violations in Kansas restaurants every week. It's sort of filler. It's a little secret from the fans. If you, we don't have much Kansas news, all you got to do is look at the restaurant food violations. It's sickening. This one is above that. It's got blood in the flour. Cockroaches lurking in the kitchens, flies swarming around the baloney, dried blood spillage in a fast food chicken shop's bulk flour bin are among the violations the Kansas Department of Agriculture inspectors discovered during local restaurant inspections. The Eagle each month curates the database of non-compliant inspections. Last month, 40 Wichita area restaurants and other businesses that serve food 40 made that list. 40. How many restaurants are in Wichita? That's what I'm saying, like, 
So all of the restaurants in Wichita are poison factories. Just be aware. <laughs> That's pretty much what it's saying. There's a long list of 40 fucking restaurants that uh, either contain cockroaches, blood spillage, semen, you name it. It's got a little everything for everybody in Kansas, except food. Yeah, That's consumable. Like hot ropes of jizz on your food, head to Wichita. Again, from the Wichita Eagle, Kansas just changed how students get into universities, and a significant new rule is gone. Now, why is that disparaging? Why did that make Kansas news? Well, because which way do you think they made it as far as university? Did they make it easier to get in or harder to get in? Is that what you're alluding to, Brennan? That's the question I'm asking you guys. Which way do you think Kansas went? Oh, boy, that's a toughie. That's a noodle scratcher. I'm going to say they made it slightly easier. Correct, Amundo. They did make it easier. Kansas decided it's just too tough for their stupid, stupid kids to get into school. Um, more students will now qualify for Kansas universities after the elimination of a rule that said they had to take English courses, math, and science in order to be admitted. So those are three things that... Ag and jug blowing, you're in. (laughs) Yes, English, math, and science are not that important, according to Kansas. Uh, They'll also stop considering class rank when admitting people into universities. Instead, roughly a C or C-plus high school grade point average, it will be enough to get students into most Kansas schools. The Kansas Board of Regents voted unanimously Wednesday to change the requirements. Uh, Regents said 87% of Kansas high school graduates will now qualify for admission to four of the six public schools under the new rules. It's unclear how many qualify now. I'm going to guess it's in the single digits. Yeah, you know, if you keep making it easier for millennials, they will quit trying. (laughs) That's right. Do Kansans even count as millennials, Caleb? I mean, I feel like they're still in the... 80s or 90s. Yeah, they're, they're their own subsection of, of human well, they are humanity. From, they are from a millennium. It's just not this. That's yeah. right. Kansas City, Missouri area doctor botched surgeries. Now he's practicing in Kansas. Of course he is. <laughs> if you get your license revoked in one state, just come to Kansas. They're not so picky about licenses to practice medicine. I mean, up to this point, most towns just have a barber who practices medicine. There's not even a doctor, so this is a mm-hmm. big step up. Sure. Jim Guillaume blames the 2013 death of his wife on surgeon's incompetence, but without an expert witness to back him up, he long ago abandoned any hope of filing a lawsuit. I could never find a doctor who would testify. Now, six years after Susan Guillaume's death from a massive infection, her husband of 46 years was surprised to learn from a reporter that Missouri officials agree urologist Crystal Wambi Kies was out of his depth in the operating room. Missouri's Board of Registration of the Healing Arts recently began seeking disciplinary action against the physician who the board says was ill-equipped to perform minimally invasive surgical procedures while practicing in an independence hospital in 2012. The board said he repeatedly performed robot-assisted surgeries far outside his abilities, resulting in operations three times longer than a member of the respondent's profession should take under the same circumstances. I miss the good old days in Kansas, Brennan, when you just uh, you know held a woman underwater until she admitted she wasn't sick anymore. <laughs> and... Not a witch. <laughs> While Missouri is seeking action against him, he has been hired by the VA in Wichita and now practices. Oh, he's, work, he's working on the military people. Now. That sounds mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Jim Guillaume uh, was surprised to learn that he was even still a doctor at all. Having served in the Navy during the Vietnam era, it upset him to think that a doctor who operated on his wife is now taking care of fellow veterans and their family several hours down the highway from his home. I'll stay away from the VA hospital where he's at, I'll guarantee you, said Guillaume. I'm not going to any hospital where they 
condone murder. You should add that to the end of the... <laughs> well, in Kansas, they equip you with a big jug of LA-200 uh, when you show up there. And if you don't know what that is, you give it to cows. And, I mean, it'll cure everything on cows. Sure. It'll cure anything on a human from just, Kansas. Just a little Ivamec poron down the back of the spine and a little LA-200. You got it all fixed up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're like, no, 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 too expensive. We're not giving humans that shot. Save it for the bovine. That's right. <laughs> you think we're uh, we're really pegging ourselves as a niche market for the Middle West whenever we're making cow I'm, jokes? I'm hoping I mentioned Ivamec, maybe they'll come on as a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my dad could really use that medicine, you know, if we can get that. <laughs> Colin, this one uh, I think you need to take into consideration for your young ones at school if you need fundraisers for uh, their activities. Kansas moms take the plunge, use traveling toilet to raise money for their schools. Oh, I thought maybe they were, like, you know, diving into something, but it's not it, is it? <laughs> nope, no, wrong direction, Caleb. I thought they were scheduling mom orgies. Yeah. That'd be mm-hmm. a good way to raise money, honestly. Well, I mean, they were doing, It'd like, be a- diving or something yeah. here. Yeah. That's be a way um let's see a group of bell playing kansas parents is using their creative wits to raise money for their school it's different and that's kind of what we're going for the shock factor said bell plain education foundation member angie george george has two children in the school district and she said the kids are often tasked with raising money for school or sports teams it's tough you want to support everybody and the funds sometimes just aren't there every fundraiser kind of gets lost with the next one so i was just googling we need something that kind of stands out that's when George came up with the traveling toilet idea. Okay, scratch that. When you Google it, you didn't come up with the idea. You found the idea that someone else came up with, Kansan. This is our golden throne, George laughed. The Bell Plain Educational Foundation placed a toilet outside different community members' homes. The homeowner can pay $10 to have it removed, $20 to send it to a friend, or $30 to send it to a friend and keep the toilet from coming back. They're fucking crazy because I just let that summit set in my yard. Well, I was just going to say the same thing. How do they know it's the official like fundraiser toilet and just the other toilets that are already in the Kansas people's yard? I yards? kill that fundraiser. You don't give them the ten bucks; they can't touch that toilet. It belongs to you. Well, that's right. Yeah, that's my. It totally goes toilet. nowhere. Yeah, it's a my yard. <laughs> trespass on it. I would immediately take a picture of myself taking a dump, dump on it in on my it. front yard and put it on Facebook. There, I'm sure they have a Facebook page. Yeah. Like, here's your precious toilet. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking dropping a hot, salty load in it. You got a big, fucking, screaming turd right in your toilet. Ruin yeah. the whole thing. This, this is, I didn't think this through. It's fucking. It's like cutting your tongue off so you don't tell something. Well, you can still write it down, dumb fuck. <laughs> right. No, it's. I'm gonna. I just. I would go out there. I would. Go, I would eat a bunch of just you know, like broccoli and peanut butter, all the stuff that really get to me. Blue Gatorade. Yeah, and I would go fucking root beer through a super soaker right in that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, yeah, this is a Kansas fundraiser for a high school. So we're involving high school kids. I don't think it's going to take too many steps before high school kids associate a toilet with using it, especially yeah, one that's up. That yeah, yeah that, one of these high school boys is going to sit down and jerk off on it. <laughs> 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 that's what they do. That's right. It is what is going to happen. It's the only thing that we can be sure of that's going to happen in Kansas is they are going to take a big, fat, steamy dump in that toilet or worse. Have another Kansas story for us. Uh, Caleb, did Kansas play football this weekend? Kansas played football against a team we're very familiar with in West Virginia. West Virginia went into Lawrence and beat Kansas 29-24. I have a a little extra news this week, too. The uh, NCAA... 
NCAA has decided that they are going to issue sanctions against Kansas. What I've read, <laughs> what I've read is it's it's up to six major violations wow. that they'll be uh, charged with, and then there'll be an investigation. They're going to they're going to lose a, one sco- full scholarship, right? Yeah, yeah be- to their cheerleading squad. Yeah. They're, they're going to have to give up two preseason games from three years ago in basketball. This is all stemming from the big Adidas bullshit that was sort of talked about at nauseum by, I think, Yahoo Sports covered it the most. A lot of I notice a lot of the sports media is not going crazy about what is like complete fucking systematic criminal activity, which you think would be news, but they're hardly talking about it, and finally something is coming of it. Six major violations coming down from the NCAA, and like you guys are saying, we got the fucking bowl ban for doing nothing wrong. What will Kansas get for doing everything wrong? Well, I know. I all I know is that uh, I saw South Carolina fans, and along with a, few, a handful of other uh, SEC fans, talking about bringing less miles back to the SEC, because he uh, Kansas lost to a rebuilding um, West Virginia team, but they smashed to score points. They've already won a game this season. Two. Um, two games this season. So uh, they're like, hey, if Les Miles can do that at Kansas, maybe he's, he, maybe he's not out of gas. Maybe we should bring him back. The the, the fan base I saw um, preaching this the most was Tennessee. And honestly, I am not a believer in Les Miles. I do think he's over the hill, and I don't think he's got a future at Kansas. But compared to – I mean, if you look on the list of Tennessee head coaching hires over the last decade – why not Les Miles? I mean, they have hired some fucking festering turd burgers. They sure have. And uh, they've. Con- I think they'll continue to. So, I, I mean, does Les Miles fit the category of festering yeah. turd burger? Explore Charlie Weisweather at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. Yeah. Pruitt and Butch Jones and Derek Dooley and fucking Lane Kiffin. I mean, it's... It's like you're not even trying. <laughs> They're not trying, Colin. There are a lot of human beings in the world, in the country, who know how to play football and coach football, and they keep hiring the same 12 guys, 14 yep. guys. All right, it's been a busy Kansas News Week. Okay, it's time to do something else, fellas. It is time to give out some awards. Uh, the first one we're going to do is named after Kirk Farmer's hairdo. Colin, we want to explain a little bit about who Kirk Farmer is and why we've named it after his hair for our younger Kirk listeners. Kirk Farmer's hair is the former quarterback for the uh, Mizzou Tigers, and not, not a proud moment in our Mizzou Tiger history. But the one thing we could take pride in in those years was the immaculate glory that was the flowing mane, the golden locks of one Kirk Farmer. I have goosebumps right now just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I know. Makes mm-hmm. me so hard. Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's Hair, Player of the Game. Who do you guys think uh, should be nominated for such an award? Kale Garrett, just for being heads up. That, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm uh, who was it? Uh, Ron L. Perkins? N- well, Ron L. Perkins, certainly, and then Elliot and uh, Whitesides both were all in the backfield all day. You want to just give it to the defense then? I mean, all, everybody deserves think, a player of the game. I think the defense deserves it. Yeah, the whole defense. You like, you like giving the whole defense a, a Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game award? I generally don't like giving it to a group, but... Brendan hasn't liked anything we've done on this one, but yeah. he's went ahead and done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true enough, but... Uh, Kale Garrett uh, was damn good and heads up, like you said, but uh, it was a good defensive effort all around. And three weeks now, like you said, that uh, all the defense has done is played out of their fucking heads. So, sure, give the whole team, give everybody, give the whole fucking Boone County the award. To go around. Have you seen it? That's true. All right, defense players of the game. Now, 
the Douche of the Week Award. This one's named after a different former Mizzou player. I was going to nominate this linebacker from Kentucky from the Florida game. For the, for the TJ Moe Douche of the Week Award? Douche, Douche of the Week Award. Because uh, he played, Kentucky played Florida last week, and this kid's name is Cash Daniel, which is an amazing name to start with. His parents are fine specimens, I'm sure. But uh, he got, uh, after Florida's quarterback went down, the backup, there's video of him turning the guy's ankle. It looks like he's trying to break his ankle under the pile, and he's had an interview twice this week about it and said his hand was stuck. Yeah, it's really the guys, the quarterback's fault for putting his leg under that guy's hand. Yeah, ridiculous. But, I mean, it's very obvious from every camera. So angle. what you're saying is, is that the Kentucky quarterback's contention is, is that him twisting the ankle is fake news. Not the court, right? Kentucky's the bad guys in this yeah, one. Kentucky's the bad guys. Like That's what I'm saying. Kentucky was on the ground twisting somebody's ankle intentionally. Right. Oh, no, and with it, but they interviewed the linebacker, and the linebacker's contention is, is that is fake news. He was not doing that. Yes. His hand was stuck. Yeah, his Correct. hand was stuck. He was not actually turning this guy's ankle, trying to break it. And that was all well and good. quarterback's ankle. And Caleb, that was all well and good until I think a second angle of that exact play came out, and it showed him very clearly twisting the guy's ankle, trying Old to break his leg. He's twisting it, <laughs> trying to turn it off of his foot. like a Fake screen. news, fake yeah. news, lamestream media. Yeah, that was a... <laughs> It was a pretty douchey move. Um, I do want to nominate a, a late entry here. Um, I don't know if you guys saw The State, which is the newspaper for South Carolina, when they were covering the South Carolina loss to Mizzou. The headline was, I think it said, Helensky Hope Sinks. And that doesn't sound like much until you realize oh, that, yeah, I saw that. that uh, the quarterback, Helensky, his brother died of a suicide, and they started a family foundation called Helensky Hope. And so the state... <laughs> Headlining their article, Holinsky Hope Sinks. A lot of people took as a stab at not just the quarterback, but also sort of mocking his foundation, which helps people with mental illness. And the newspaper had to like tweet out a retraction. It's it's, it's slightly in poor taste. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, There's also the guy that uh, wrote the article about Mizzou not belonging to the SEC and all that. We we, we caught quite a bit of traffic on Twitter for that this week. There's a lot of candidates. Yeah, there are. There are a lot of douches. Um, I'm willing to go with Caleb's. Entry. I think trying to physically break someone's leg is about as douchey as we can get. And then denying it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The cover-up's always worse than the crime. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I agree with Caleb. All right. We're going to give that uh, linebacker from Kentucky, Douche Cash. of the Week. Cash. Cash Daniel, Douche of the Week. Douche of the Week. Caleb, do you have your, did your reporting say whether Cash was spelled with a C or a K? Okay. Okay. K, of course it was. It's a... Uh, if you're anything douchier than a cash who's spelled with a C, it's a cash spelled with a K. Probably Charlie Daniels' grandson. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah probably. So, guys, uh, we successfully did it. We've got a bye week coming up. I did want to mention that a guy named Alex Freiheit, his uh, team Victorious Secrets, uh, was our knockout winner for 2018. That dragged on into this season because we started it late. But I wanted to give him a shout-out. He sent us his mailing address, so we're going to send out some Tiger swag his way. Congratulations for winning our knockout league. We're going to wrap this one up, 2019 knockout league, at the end of the year somehow, some way. So this won't happen again, but... Uh, Good job, Alex. And, uh, and I hope you like the smell of my cologne, Alex. Because <laughs> Caleb has rubbed himself all over everything on that thing in that uh, prize package. Guys, it's uh, it's bye week next week. We haven't quite decided what we're going to do, if we're going to do anything, if we're going to take a break, if we're going to talk to Coach Barry Odom, what we're going to do for bye week. But uh, anyway, you'll hear from us some way in the next two weeks, right? Probably. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Brennan, I guess we should tell everybody to go to Twitter. 
Should we? Go to Gmail. Mazodcast at gmail.com, at Mazodcast on Twitter. We're on Instagram as well, at Mazodcast and Facebook and all that jazz. Thanks to our sponsors, you know, Dong Pills, Blue Chew. Blue Chew, the Dong Pills. uh, Uh, Take a Blue Chew, head to Game 6 Honky Tonk, listen to some music, blast some chicks. (laughs) That's right. And always bet Caleb's picks with mybookie.com. Maybe Caleb will give you some picks this week, even though Mizzou's not playing. I know you guys are degenerate gamblers and rely on his knowledge. Yeah, I'm terrible, but uh, I'll go ahead and give you shit. (laughs) That's a ringing endorsement. I'm going to make him do parlays (laughs) this week. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, it wasn't a good one for me either. But uh, Caleb's got a winning record historically, so we're going to season long. You have ebbs and flows to this thing. You know, the river doesn't always, you know, just stay at level. That's right. That's what I was going to say. Historically, you're a winner. Then we know that. So that's right. All right. So uh, until then, guys, I guess we've done another one. Missouri wins. M-I-Z. D-O-U. Go Tigers. I'm not a proctologist, but I play one in my basement.